number one live show in the world, West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. Coming to you from Big Studios in Compton, California. Featuring radio personality Super Steve Flores. Comedian extraordinaire, that dude Johnny C. And Mr. I'll do anything for a buck, Mario 81. So throw your dubs in the air and let's get ready to pop Let's go! West Coast Pop Lock Podcast, the number one live podcast every Tuesday night at 8. Live on Twitch, live on Facebook, live on YouTube, but you can also catch us every... Oh, on Wednesdays (laughs) at 8 a.m. Pop quiz, Johnny. I know, 8 a.m., 4 p.m., local music experience. Man, you can also get us on Spotify and iTunes as well, uh, powered by My Grito, and of course... Here in the world famous Pig Studios, in a secret location in Compton, California, oh, yeah. with brand new mics. Wow, Ooh, look, at like, look at these! Man, everyone sounds so crispy. It's a whole Beer. new. It's a whole new world. It is it a is. whole new world. Like Little Mermaid. What, uh, what, 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 what did you get right here, Marley? Really quick, let us know what you got. I mean, I mean look, you know, they're not the ones I really wanted because I thought after getting inside with my grito, I thought the money was going to start coming <laughs> in. I thought we were balling. I thought we were going to have fucking some SM fucking seven Bs up in this. Uh, you know, but it was time to to, to upgrade a little bit. I, I thought, you know, I'm already ahead of the game over everyone else's podcast and, and production wise. But I thought, you know what? Let me put a little kiss on it, just a little bit, just just, just, just a little bit. So I, I went ahead and got some uh, some 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 newer mics, uh, de- definitely designed for some podcasting. The new Shure uh, SMV7s, uh, great podcasting mics. They're uh, both dual for like computer and for like XLR. So that's the way we're running them. So. Ooh. Don't kiss too hard. You might get that monkeypox, bro. They got me a thing. You got a thing right oh, here. Oh, shocker! Little to little. keep me in, under in check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to minimize the the, the noise. That's well, all. This, but I'm the only one who makes noise. <laughs> on the summer host hostess, right? Hostess is that no no not Sost, solstice. Oh, the solstice is today. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. we have a, a. It's the longest day of the year. Yeah. So we have a special guest today. Leo, he's been here before from the Boo Crew. No, we had him on Skype before. We had him Skype, yeah. so now he's in yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah, episode eighty-six of the world famous. And there's no way it's eighty-six. It's at least eighty-seven. This is eighty-seven. All right, it's eighty-six. There's no way it's eighty-six. It's eighty-seven. There 86. It's 87 at least. It's not. I think it might be 88. No. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll check that. But <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Leo, from the yeah. <laughs> Greetings, Earthlings. <laughs> Thanks for having me back, man. Absolutely. You know what? I've done so much drugs. That's why it didn't make sense. Like, we were talking like he was talking like if he wasn't here. But, like, I know we had you on the show. But, like, no, it all Why am sense. I the only one who remembers anything? I, because you do. Johnny, have a good brain. Oh, man. Look at me. Science, tell me what's wrong with my brain. <laughs> Tell me. Well, how much what? MDMA did you do? Uh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. A lot. a lot. A lot. You're supposed to be sad, not doing. I don't know sad guys do <laughs> ecstasy. So, what's new with the Boo Crew? Leo? Oh man, and yourself, of course. We're, you know, uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We're all doing great. Um, we are. We just launched our brand new TV episode. So we're oh, launching nice. like a whole new season of television. Hell yeah. You can find this on like uh, Roku. Uh, I have that. Yeah. All, all these apps on the TV, like, you know, we have Roku, you have Pluto TV, you have Rad, you know. All, so, and of course, Bloody Disgusting TV. 
So they have their own streaming channel and they have their own streaming service called Screenbox. So oh, yeah. that's gonna that's that's blowing up. So if you like horror movies, it's a great new service to subscribe to. We'll be on there, uh, of course. Um, we're doing well, man. We just um, we just got through a Monster Palooza. You guys ever been to a horror convention? No. I have not, but my friends they have a lot of booths. There are a lot of people that go out to like Monster Palooza and a yeah. bunch of all these. Uh, is is Monster Palooza that is like the biggest one here? I know there's another one that they also do. Uh, uh, that would be Midsummer Scream. Okay, yeah, 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 that one. That yeah, one, Midsummer Scream. I think is bigger in size because it's, it's at the Long Beach Convention Center. Mm-hmm. But Monster Palooza is the Pasadena Convention Center. It's a little bit smaller, you know. But the cool thing is, if you're into like special effects, monster, monster creature design, like the people that actually makes the stuff, you sure. know, for the movies. That's cool. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, you're a kid in a candy store. It's just you know, not just not just to see that stuff, but the vendors, man. You know, there's amazing vendors that that do art. Sure. You know, of all sorts, you know, even tattoo artists, you know, T-shirts. It's just so much cool stuff, so much eye candy. And you can, I mean, you can walk out of there broke easily, you know. Yeah, when I dated, uh, you remember Melissa? Yeah, she used to do that. She used to do like the guts and the heart, and she yes. taught me how to make like guts yeah. and stuff. That shit was pretty cool. man. It's crazy, man. Hell you know, yeah. Especially, I mean, you know, now it's a whole new level because. You know, now everything's filmed in 4K, 8K, high def, so it's got to look even better, you know. Uh, But watching these people work, and not just that, man, the horror community, a bunch of cool people, man. The coolest people you'll ever meet. I know Steve and I go back, you know, to to radio days, and radio, man, (laughs) there's some pretty rotten people. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not seeing everyone, but sure. I think, yeah, Leo, I think Leo just called me rotten. Yeah, that's, what, that's what, exactly what I heard. The only rotten one I know is over there in the, the East Coast. <laughs> he rotten. No, but you know you know what I mean. It's like the yeah. entertainment business is just, it's hard, man. You know, it's like. Absolutely. You know, 1,000%. You know, yeah. So it's 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 one of those when, you, when you're now exposed to a whole different community, you know, in this horror universe, it's like everybody's really cool, man. You know what's crazy is that as you say that, I feel the same way about the wrestling community. Like, <laughs> I was about to say it, the same. It, it's almost the same thing where these tight niche things and the people who are in there are definitely passionate about what it is that you know what it is that they're into, and they love it and yeah. they give it a lot. So when you get into these communities of that sort, I think it's just it's it's a little bit different. And, right. And wrestling is almost kind of like the same way where you're amongst other. <laughs> Weirdos and yep. freaks or whatever else <laughs> yeah. that like that float your 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 freaky boat. And I also think it lovers has to do with like form. yeah, more lovers than even looking for a payday. You know what I'm saying? Because sure. some of those things don't really have. There's really no you know pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Right. Sometimes you just got to do it. I mean, there's yeah. guys that have been in the indies forever. Sure. Yeah. You're doing it because you can't do anything yeah. else. You yeah. have to do this. Yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you, man, some of the best art that I've seen on the screen, I mean, whether it's streaming or, or the big screen in terms of horror movies, I mean, we're going through it right now. It's, it's just a whole, it's a, it's a big renaissance right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was a time in the 90s and 2000s where it's like, you know, they were dumping movies left and right and they sucked. Sure. You know, it's like, oh, here's a loud noise to scare you, right? Here's a black cat. There's like, just turn and yeah. burn. Get him out there. Get him Dude, out there. Dude, but the quality there. coming out today, I'll tell you, whether it's streaming on Screenbox or, you know, whatever service or you go some indie film, whatever, some great stuff coming out there, man, from some great minds, people you've never heard of. Well, there's no rules anymore. Nope. There's no, no rules, and it's, no. it, it, especially movies, especially movies, but all art. Yeah. Before the internet, before all this, it was uh, ask for permission business. Right. Can I please do this? Will you please do that for yes. me? Can I, can I please? And now, if you're an auteur, you know, if you're 
a writer, if you're a director, if you're someone with a vision, yep. fuck that. You could do it yourself. And, yeah. you don't, and you don't have to go through the censors yep. that are going to be – you don't have to go through notes. Yep. You don't have to go through any of that stuff. You could make – Whatever your demented vision is. Right. <laughs> Dude, it's For true. Some sick it's horror true. movie. Yeah, you know? it's true. You don't need, like you said, you don't need permission. All you need is, uh, you know, a vision. You need, you know, some ideas. You need a camera. You know, you need some decent sound. That's it. And it's just your mind, you know. It's what can you put together? What can you piece together, you know? One of the best stories I heard, I mean, cause, you know, I met these guys. The guys, that made, they made a movie called Dementia Part 2. There is no part one. It's just part two. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it's uh, it's a, it's shot in black and white. Okay, but the whole here's the whole story of the movie. It was done on a bet. It was kind of like, hey, can you guys do this movie in five days? Like write it, like come up with the idea, the location, the actors, everything. They had to do oh, the whole thing. Fuck. They they did that all in like one week. Like it's record time. That's how, yeah. like like they were on you know the Variety wrote wrote an article about them because it was just like. You know, and then, then of course it went into a movie, a movie festival, and it like the movie had just arrived seconds before like playing, you know, because it was just like to the wire, you know, and the movie's only just like like an hour long, you know, and it's 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 a it's a you know a handyman that just got out of prison and he goes to you know takes his, <laughs> takes his first job to go help out an old lady, you know, and it's and the old lady's not exactly who you think she is, you know, she's a uh, maybe she's not alive, you know, sure. <laughs> so it it pays a lot of tribute to like um, Night of the Living Dead. You know, and like Evil Dead a little bit, but the, you know the fact that they did that in just a few days, yeah, from the idea, not even like there was no script yet, nothing. You know, very did, impressive. Yeah, yeah, I did that one time. We did this. Uh, we, we'll play it one of these days. It's called the Repo Man. I love that movie, dude. Did you see I always talk that? about it. Yeah, yeah, we did Repo Man in one day. Like <laughs> the it was bullet points. We recorded everything in one day. Yeah, and uh, yeah, man, that shit was that shit was fun. Shout out to my cousin. Uh, I remember Gio. you, you got to go get footage in Hollywood Boulevard, right? Yeah, Hollywood Boulevard everywhere. <laughs> it was dope, man. It was dope. It was really fucking fun. Yeah, that was a that's a fun movie, man. Heck yeah. But uh, so you can you name us or give us some some of the movies that we should be looking out for, like you know what I mean, some stuff that we could uh, actually see, some stuff that you like. Yeah, you know, I think the last time I was here, did I, I recommended a movie for you guys called Terrifier. Did you guys watch that yet? Uh, no. You know <laughs> no, what? I think it wasn't it Tiger or something like that too. There was a different. There was oh a couple. yeah, yeah. Which one um, was that one? Tiger's not afraid. Tiger's not afraid. Yeah. Okay, I've been um, wanting to. I've know, been meaning to watch that one. Yeah, there's sure. notes in my phone that say that, and now I know what, what, what that means. <laughs> I was like, what? Does this mean yeah. terrifier? What does that mean? And now, yeah. like, oh, there it is. Yeah, it's funny. You, you know, when uh, when uh, Guillermo del Toro was, won the Oscar for The Shape of Water, mm -hmm. he, you know, he was doing press, and people were looking at him like, oh, tell us about. It. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, don't don't care about my movie. Sure. This is woman here. Her name is Isa Lopez. You should you should watch her movie. And it was the movie's called Tigers Are Not Afraid. Yeah. Uh, Mexican director. She filmed it in this in the heart of Mexico City, and it pretty ballsy because. Movie has to do with some cartels, yeah. You oh, know? yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but it's it's a horror fantasy, you know, yeah. but very well made, and it's just one of those, you know, um, you know, visionary, right? Give me, give me, give me some new idea, give me something fresh, you know, yeah. that's what she did, you know. So now she's moved on to bigger things. Um, but coming up, yeah, I recommend the Terrifier, that sequel is coming out. Oh, like in a couple, in a couple months, Terrifier 2. <laughs> and I'll tell you, that clown, Art the Clown and Terrifier makes Pennywise look like Ronald McDonald. Hell wow. yeah. Wow. 
Like that's a hardcore. I remember the, when the first, the first uh, uh, was it, right? It, yeah, yeah, Pennywise. Yeah, yeah. It when the first one, the original one came out, I yeah. was like, "Fuck, that shit was scary." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and you're telling, telling me that that's fucking Ronald McDonald. Oh, it's Ronald McDonald, dude. Damn. The, the guy who made this movie, he comes from the special effects world, mm-hmm. so he's making blood and guts, right? And he's yeah. like, "I'm gonna make my first movie," and he finds a seven foot tall uh, actor who plays Art the Clown, and I'll tell you, some of these effects in the movie, dude. You almost have to turn it off and come back to it like the next you're day because like, you're like, right. I can't believe what I just watched. That's enough, that's enough for me for now. <laughs> <laughs> and all, all I'm hearing, all I'm hearing is that part two is even worse. That's the that. so it's you know. it's so cool when tech guys yep. turn around and start making movies. Yes. Like how the the guy who made John Wick was the stunt man forever. Right. It's like was like I have an idea for a movie. Right. They make that happen, and now you're telling me the special effects man was yep. like this. All this bullshit you guys are doing is not enough. Yeah. Like I got, I got some shit for yeah. you. Like yeah. let, let me make, yeah, yeah, let me make yeah. a movie. I got some shit for you. Yeah. Like, that's fine. And I'll right. tell you, there there is a horror comedy coming out. It just got picked up by South by Southwest, uh, made by a husband and wife, uh, Joseph and Vanessa Winters in Utah. They made a movie called Deadstream. Talk about live streaming, okay? The movie's called Deadstream. Yeah, this guy goes live. On, on camera. It's so a whole movie. is him live on camera where he has to go into a haunted house and spend the night, right, just exploring, you know. And he does these really fun things because he's, he's got an iPad that's attached to all the cameras so he can switch between cameras and he sticks cameras on the walls. And like, as he goes, he's improvising. That movie, dude, it's one of the funniest what things I've seen. Idea. Oh, man. What is that movie called? Deadstream. Deadstream. Oh, yeah. Write that down, Johnny. Remind me. I'll tell you the first. I'm not going to know first, what any of these mean later. The <laughs> first 30 it. seconds of that movie, he's basically making fun of himself. He's just telling you, hey, look what I did. The first 30 seconds, he put in more effort in those first 30 seconds, what you see, all those clips, than most people do for a whole movie. Like, it's just super creative, super funny, and actually scary. Actually scary. Um, so be on the lookout for that. It's coming out later this year, I think October. Hell yeah. Is there any new characters coming out, like Elm Street kind of guys, like Freddy, any, anything like that, anything new? I, I mean, there's there's, uh, there's been talks that they're trying to get Robert England to do Freddy one more time. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, Friday the 13th is, is tied up in legal problems. Is that because, what's going on? Yeah, the writer and the director. And actually, you know what's funny? I don't know if you guys know this. But I think LeBron James owns the right to the hockey mask. Wait, what? Oh, shit. Yeah. No shit. He bought... He bought there was a Laker game. I don't know if you guys remember. He came out on the court wearing the hockey mask, and that was the day that his production company did some kind of buy-in or buy-out or something. He owns like the rights to the hockey mask. Oh shit! So there could be another Friday Thirteen movie, but between the writer and the guy, sure, there's directed, a lot of a lot of problems. Yeah, out there. it's like it may not be Jason, or it can't be a hockey mask. Sure. You know? So I don't know if that's going to be made. You know, but. Um, and then it doesn't count then, right? You know what I'm saying? If it's not Jason with the hockey mask, then it ain't... Then Call it, it something else. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. make it... As a, but there's just money in that yeah. name. name. There's yeah. money in the name. Of course. Yeah. So yeah. somehow they're going to settle. Right. They're gonna, it has to be made. Yeah. Somehow, you know I mean? And he'll end up in, you know, Mars killing somebody. <laughs> like, didn't he do, <laughs> right. didn't he do one in like space, that? In space, yeah. In space? Yeah. Like, Jason, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was so I bad. Mean, it was great. But it was <laughs> so bad. It went in circles. I mean, the whole series just went in circles. Where it's just... They leaned into 
this is this is you know, come on, this <laughs> you, is the tenth one. Like they le- they leaned into that. For a while, <laughs> I, you know? I, I will say in storytelling mode to give me Freddy versus Jason towards the end of that fucking run. Or, yeah. Dude, they, I mean, I, I'm sure there was more movies after that, but that shit was great. I yes. loved it. It was so fucking. I fully I'll supported you, that. that we, idea. we just we just put that movie in theaters. Our, our our company, our pairing company, Bloody Disgusting. We put that in theaters. Ooh. And we did an anniversary special because the 20th anniversary of Bloody Disgusting. We had it in theaters. It's the first time I saw that in theaters with the crowd and people were into it, man. Yeah. Like people love those characters. Yeah. So when they were fighting, it was just like fucking people were cheering and I'm like, damn, this, this is what I miss, you know? Yeah. This is what I miss, you know. So those characters, those characters mean a lot, you know. Yeah. Even though they look hokey now because we're older. Right. Sure. You know, but but the yeah. first nightmare on Elm Street is still scary. Oh, it fuck. is scary. Yeah, fuck. It Get is scary. Out of here. Yeah. yeah. Uh Freddy yeah. Krueger was no fucking joke. Yeah. At the beginning. He walks yeah. his arms along his uh, fucking yeah. he scrapes the yeah. walls. Get out of here. Pulls Johnny Depp into the bed, yep. man. Get out of <laughs> And I remember being, one of the things that you watch later that you're fucking like, this is dumb. What I remember being so scared of when I was little is the very end of Nightmare on Elm Street when Freddy pulls the mom oh, to yeah, the, the door. Yeah. And it's like, you watch it now and it's so obviously fake. But right. I remember watching it and being fucking scared <laughs> right. out of my mind after the striped Cadillac drives away. Right. Fuck, well, oh my God, that's still scary. Even the one with uh, Jack Early Haley. Uh, Jack, how do you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack the, the remake, yeah. That was fucking scary as fuck, too. Like, they went back to, like, let's make this shit scary. Yeah, yeah. It's a different, different approach. Of well, course, people wanted Freddy, you know, funny Freddy, yeah. and they didn't get that, and they hated it, whatever. But, hey, you got to give somebody, people props for trying something different. Yeah, yeah. Right. like, it wasn't, so. this fool was a child molester, right. a murderer. This, right. he's, he's not supposed to be funny. Yeah, right. He's not supposed <laughs> exactly. to root for this motherfucker. Exactly. Are you kidding me? And they tried to, like, make it how it's supposed to be. And right. people were like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. nah, like, right. uh-uh. This ain't Freddy no more. Right. Like, our Freddy fucking <laughs> is happy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has to be doing them fucking balloon animals. You know? <laughs> right. So I reached out to uh, Danica XIX, my friend, and asked her. I was like, we're having a horror dude in. Give me, let me. And she, what, what she wanted to know was, how do you feel about the Exorcist trilogy that's going to come out, right? That, that wow. Really okay. Um I'm excited because it's it's actually a sequel to the original movie. So mm-hmm. we're talking like actually next year's fifty years. Yeah. So we're talking a fifty year old sequel now. Another movie wow. that's still fucking scary. It's scary. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, that it's one's, still yeah. it's still hard Get to watch. Out of here. Yeah. And it, and it's be, it's mostly because of the actors and how good those actors are in that movie, you know. Um that movie still holds up to me. It's still one of the scariest movies I've seen. So the fact that there's a sequel, it, I'm excited um that it's not a remake. I'm excited. Sure. It's not re- so it's a continuation story. And it's going to be obviously set in present day. And I think Ellen Burstyn is cast in it. She's going to be in it. The mom. Yeah. I think she's going to be in it. Really? So there's no word if um, uh, Linda Blair is in no it. No fucking girl. way. No there's, way. There's no word yet. I mean, she might or may not. Who knows, right? Sure. But I know the mom is. Uh, still no plot. Now, the interesting thing is... I'm guessing the devil's going to be involved somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, correctly, man. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's interesting because the guy who just directed the 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 recent Halloween Halloween Kills Halloween Ends, he's tied to direct these movies. So I don't know what the vision is. I don't know where they're gonna go. I have mixed feelings about these Halloween movies. Like the first one hit and miss for me. The second sure. one a huge miss for me. And the third one, I mean, it's gotta it's gotta be a better movie. Otherwise, you know, if it's not, oof, you what know? are they doing? Yeah, yeah. So I, I haven't seen any of those in. 
That has a that's a series that I checked. It's out. it's worth you know, but it's worth checking out because it's a sequel to the original movie. That's what I hear. And yeah. now you now people are like, well, now you have old man Michael Myers, right? I go, yeah, but he's not that old. And when you think of what O.J. Simpson did at his age, you're like, you mean to tell me that somebody can't butcher somebody? Yes, they can. If they're in a rage, and he's dead, know. he doesn't age, right? Well, he's dead. <laughs> no, he's not super. He's, he's human. He's human. Yeah, he's human. He's, he's, he's in, in his, a cycle. He's in his sixties, I think. Yeah. But it's worth watching because they did some interesting things with that. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, especially, you know, I mean, there's these crazy stories that come out weekly that demonic possession is up like thousands of percents. Really? Like, yeah. In the most religious countries, in Mexico, in Italy, like in the backyards of the most Catholic countries where there is, you know, the Vatican and all that. Does that make it scarier because it's something that uh, is really happening in a sense? You know, I mean, at least, you know, they're reporting it as true. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the, you know, the question is that, you know, I, I watch, like, a lot of these exorcist priests talk about these cases, you know, and mm-hmm. they're pretty recent videos, you know, and then they and they, they always discuss that it's, like, people are dabbling in the, the occult more, you know? Like, for example, in Mexico, right? All the cartels, they don't pray to the Virgin Mary, you know? Who do they pray? Yeah. Santa Muerte. Exactly. Yeah. Death. Because to them, it's like, that's who that's what keeps them safe and alive from being shot and killed and captured and all that. You know? It's not working, man. Those dudes. Yeah. Steve's going to beat me after this. Is this on right now? Should be. Is this on? We're playing the intro Number one again. live show in the world. <laughs> West Coast Pop Podcast. Coming to you from Big Studios in Compton, California. Featuring radio personality Super Steve Flores. Comedian extraordinaire, that dude Johnny C. And Mr. I'll do anything for a buck, Mario 81. So throw your dubs in the air and let's get ready to pop I'm not clapping. Come on, come I'll clap on. for you, Johnny. No. It's the West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. We're back. We're back. We're back. We started talking. Something started happened. You know what I'm saying? We the just... cartel shut us down. Don't about... say that anymore. <laughs> Do we not just learn? Don't say certain words we anymore. Got shut, we got shut down. <laughs> Start talking about a monkey and. The, yeah, the, the monkey shut us down. The powers that be were not the, happy. Hey, with dude, the spirit of the monkey that came was, in here and unplugged it, bro. I feel like that was some <laughs> kind of three-letter government agency that was like, these fools, like, don't talk about that Fuck stuff. Fuck our shit up. They knocked out cameras. I had <laughs> to rewire the mainframe here. I had to readjust some shit, but don't even worry, John. We are back up. I There's... saw guys in a K-car following me earlier with sunglasses. <laughs> like, I know, like... You know shit's going down, man. Shit's going down. I saw a van outside, too. Oh, yeah, watch out. I was looking through a zipper or something. You gotta watch out with the van. Someone call the snipers and let him know. Fucking. Not sniper. The snipers. Oh, shit. (laughs) Not sniper from down the street. The fucking. I bet you wanted a 40 or something to be brought in. Well, where did we leave off? I don't. Exorcist. We were talking. Okay. Talking about the exorcist. Yes. No, and like you were saying that they were gonna. um, It was four hundred million. Oh yeah, four million dollars to make to make three movies, which is really not a lot, though. Well, it's again, it's probably not the production cost. It's probably the rights. Yeah, not only the rights, but if you want certain actors, they're gonna, you know, hey, I need to get this much, and you know what I mean. So a little bit of that, and then yeah, the rights, and then that kind of stuff, and then well. CGI or whatever the fuck they're gonna do. I hope not. I hope that as little as possible. Yeah. yeah, like as little. That's a problem with possible. new movies. Think, though, I mean, dude. okay, but here's, here's the thing. Think about the original movie. I know your friend's uh, listening. She's wondering about. That. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna you know ask her about this. Think about the original movie. Two controversial scenes in that movie. 
One, young girl masturbating with a crucifix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two, grabs her mom and, and shoves her bloody face and her bloody crotch. You can't film that anymore. No, I don't care how crazy you want to get. No, you can't do that. Show menstrual. No. (laughs) Oh man, she sucks cocks in hell. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So you know how do you top that? You know how do you shock an audience that you know we're already desensitized. The good, but the good news is people are ready to be offended right now. So there we easily fucking like, oh my god! So that's yeah, good. Yeah. Like, you get people, blood. If you get right. people up in arms, like that's all, even about something dumb. It's right. good that their people are up in arms. Now, all that does is make people money. Right. The more angry they get about dumb stuff, right. you make a bunch of money. So yeah, it's the time. I agree with you. Do you feel now, obviously, with the rise of technology now being accessible now you're telling me about these new people coming in with new ideas are we now at the beginning of a turning point for horror is horror making a major comeback because yeah. once again i got a lot of uh spooky gothy buddies and everyone's into the special effects everyone loves the the, the vampire movies everyone likes the scary shit they can't wait for fucking halloween there right. are people who are live for that so i know there's a community for that but now with the with the film industry is that kind of changing a little bit now or is it still kind of like, hey, it's just, it's its own tight niche and it's this big? Or do you see it actually like now getting bigger? It's it's getting it's getting it's still a niche community. It's still tight knit, but it's getting bigger only because those with a vision. Okay, you have to have a vision. That's it. Yeah. Because the technology is easy. Look at the, the technology in this room. We could make a movie. You know? Absolutely, and yeah. a badass movie. But if we have no vision and we're like we don't have a decent script and decent act, not not a big name actor just the person that can take direction sure that can act you know you put all that together and you know you have the and then you add the music you know you need an ingenue too you need like you know a young beautiful girl in her 20s to run (laughs) around i'm just saying that's look the i mean there's not a lot of avenues to immediately do something in hollywood like to where you're somebody like immediately and one of the ways it's still available is being a hot girl in the early 20s you get cast in a horror movie and then boom, like that's that 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 has been the path for many of an actress is like you get your first pop in a horror movie. That's for true. Sure. I mean, there's true. You know, there's also avenues where uh, it's not the young hot guy, hot girl. You know, um, for example, did you guys see the movie Insidious? Yeah, that's a good I mean, one. The, the main character is in her 70s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, you know, Lynn Shay, you know, she goes back to the original Elm Street. She was a teacher in Elm Street in the first movie. No you know? shit. Yeah. So it's like one of those. That's a whole franchise. That's going to be five, six movies now, I think. Oh, wow. With an, with an actor who's up in eight, you know what I'm saying? But the fact that it's like, hey, James Wan's a genius. You know, he, he gave us the Saw franchise. I was just about you to know, ask about the Saw guys. The Insidious That's franchise. Him, yeah. He directed Fast 7. Now he's Aquaman. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Conjuring franchise, all the spinoffs. So the guy's a genius. You know, it's like, but the fact that you can do something like that out of the box, think outside the box, you know, and bring somebody in that you don't expect, right? Right, like, why is grandma? Why is grandma gonna gonna scare me? Right? So good, but hey, it worked, you know. And horror does come in waves, but all mainstream horror movies open huge. Like any, I mean, before COVID, yeah. But when like even even when the Conjury movies got fucking ridiculous, they were still opening huge. Yeah, like, there's still like a a big market out there. And I'll tell you, the ones in the theaters are not even the best ones. Of course not. I'm you just know. saying mainstream, but the yeah. main, it's not like there's not a market out there right. for horror, but. When you can start getting, we start getting uh, creepy. People tune out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. You know, thinking back to what you just asked, Mario. It's, it's. You know, 
I'm, I'm very hopeful because what I've seen over the last couple of years has been some great stuff, man. Some great stuff. Some stuff I never even would have thought of, you know. And these guys made some movies that um, make you think, you know. And then some of them are slow, right? And at the end, shock you to the point where you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't even see that coming, you know. Or some are just like balls to the wall. Just, hey, let's hit you with the, like, like a, a terrifier, the art of the clown, you know. Like, that's a clown that's relentless. Like, every time you see him kill, it, it's horrific. <laughs> you know? when I he... like the psychological horror movies way more than I like blood and guts, man. Like, if I have to, like, turn away the whole time, it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same here. I can't, I can't do that super yeah. blood yeah. and guts. Yeah. I, I like the blood and guts stuff, but I will say the the stuff that does make your mind think. Uh, I don't watch too many horror stuff. I love comedy. There's over too much horror in my life to begin with, oh, but man. as but <laughs> too much tragedy and shit. But as I as I love to fucking laugh and fuck Johnny, I forgot where I was going with this horror movies. Uh, I'll get the fuck thanks. Out of hey, here. we need more. Bruce I didn't Campbell. interrupt you. We need more Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. There we go. More <laughs> Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Someone's in the in the chat saying, "Hey, we need more Bruce Campbell." Yeah, he did. A, he did a movie uh, called Black Friday. Yeah, Magoo uh, and Hi Fi. What's going on, my man? Thank you for that. So, when is Leo gonna come out with his script? I know you have one. I, I do know have you one. have one. I do have one, and just one. Yeah, because this idea—it's been a passion project, and I'll tell you, it's based on what we are currently seeing in the skies. I'll tell you that much. Oh shit! Because that is whatever we're seeing up there is real. It's no longer fantasy. It's no longer make believe. Or hey, this person's fucking crazy. It's like no, no. the government sure. already told us. It's real. Last year they told us it's real. And now they're telling us there's some pretty fucked up things going on. Okay, we had a guy on here named Casual Car who said that that was all <laughs> fake, that it was the actual government trying to make us think there's shit up there, but it really isn't. <laughs> and you chimed in because he was talking about Flat Earth, and you're like, yo, Carl, come on, stay in your lane. <laughs> um, you're a scientist. Is there Flat Earth or is it round? No, there. I mean, there it's round. And look, without even showing you any any Newtonian uh, calculus and proving planetary yeah. motions and all that, I could tell you one thing. Let's assume the Earth was flat for a second, okay? okay. Flat as this table, right? Okay, so where's the edge, right? There's an the edge. We're yeah. gonna fall off that edge somewhere, right, into, into yeah. space, right? And somewhere below that edge has got to be rock because there's no water that goes down and below and defy gravity or anything, right? But let's just say it's flat. Now, we have a moon, right? We look at the moon, okay? Now, the only if the Earth was truly flat, and you look at the planetary movements of, of Earth and Moon and their relationship, you know, if the Moon was overhead directly over us right now on a flat Earth, the Moon would look round. But because it's flat Earth, and because the the, the position of the Moon and Earth, you know, it'll, it'll be somewhere different. You know, when you look at the Moon, it should not look round. It should look like oval. So uh, why doesn't the why doesn't the moon look oval? Okay. Yeah. So that's just a simple, you know, and you, and you can you can you can easily just prove that with a model. You can just simple, you know. Boom. Put, put my, the moon here. My and it's question oval. is, if we're if the Earth is flat, how come all the other planets are round? Do you know what I mean? Like, how come we're, we're just we're just the assholes that are flat? Like. Maybe and this it, thing was in an intergalactic space battle and they yeah. blew half of this motherfucker up, yeah. Johnny. Yeah. And they left. We're, we're 100% round and they you blew could, you our could ass thank, off. You could thank gravity for that one. Gravity. Yeah, exactly. Gravity pulls everything together and, and apart. So 
we're, we're, we're this shape because of gravity, you know, and so are many other planets. I'm this shape because of gravity, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so then you're saying that there's a lot, you're saying aliens, Leo. I don't know what they are. I mean, unidentified, unidentified aliens, right? Is, you know, it's interesting because, I mean, pop culture is taught us right all our lives that there's an alien right alien alien grays you know big eyes whatever that's what they are that's what they are right from outer space from mars whatever you know but that's pop culture right um what if what if that's not aliens i saw v bro i know there's that theory there's that theory that people say that hey you know um if you look at the if you look at the people that are being outspoken right now and i mean the legit people who help bring disclosure what we currently know as disclosure all these videos and stuff there's a couple things that they're not talking about they're not going to use the word hybrid sure once it once it was brought up they're like i'm sorry i I can't discuss that and you're like whoa there's something there they know something okay now what does that mean you know and then, then, then there's you know i'm talking about these legit people not crazy you know these are legit yeah. people they're dropping breadcrumbs because they are trying to progress this to get more transparency so we know more what's going on you know but they're also dropping hints as to like hey a hundred thousand years ago <coughs> something happened <coughs> something happened a hundred thousand years ago that propelled the human race forward so right when our brains doubled in size we see yeah, something yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah now that didn't just happen because of you know Neanderthal versus Homo sapiens so sapiens. They've, you know they've been looking for what, what everybody knows right. it happened, but right. they have no idea why. Right, right. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. mushrooms. So, you know, and then you know, then then you can look within, right? You can look within and, and analyze our DNA, right? Uh, we share fifty percent DNA with the banana. You know, everything living on Earth came. If you if you go backwards in time, it came to a point. In that theory, they call it Luca, the last universal common ancestor. You know, that's where, like, we were one point, we were all the same, and from there, it, we branched off, right? Some became spinach, some of us became lions, some of us became monkeys, and eventually humans, right? Thousands and millions of years later, you know, but we all come back to that. That's why we all share DNA. Everything everything living, we have we have some commonality with it. Small percentages, maybe, you know, maybe with... Um, but all the same building blocks. Yeah, exactly, you know. But then within, we also have something called junk DNA. I'm full of that. <laughs> not, not junk food, junk oh, DNA. Okay. And, and, and there's a lot of theories that it's like we don't know what it does. Some people, you know, have ideas of what they think it does, but when you remove it, the rest of it doesn't work. So it's like it ain't exactly junk. It's there for a reason. It's like it's you know some kind of placeholder. That's what happened to the show earlier. Some of that junk got removed. Yeah, right. it's all fell apart. Down. Right. So there's a lot of interesting theories of going around right now, and no, nothing to do with. You know, grays and all that, and in theory, you know, but lizards. But you know, I, I mean, you hybridization. Hear that a lot, right? Lizard people. Yes, lizard yes, people. yes, yeah. Hybridization, and, and you know, whether it's lizards or not. I mean, that you know, that's interesting. Yeah. Because um, you know, when you look at the, when you study sociology, psychology, you think of the the, um, the lizard brain. Yeah. The limbic, you know, you know, fight or flight response and all that. And it's like, wait a minute, where did we get that from? You know. So there's some kind of ancestry that, that links to something else, you know. But I don't know. That's not the, you know, that's not what keeps me up at night. What keeps me up at night is that there's currently technology up there that is define what I know as my reality, like sure. the, the logic, right? 
how things move. How yeah. Things are, yeah. 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 I'm yeah. like, how is something accelerating from 80,000 feet to 26 feet above the ocean in less than a second and not creating a sonic boom that creates an earthquake? Because remember, you know, every time the space shuttle used to land here in California, you hear the sonic booms, right? Yeah. And the fighter jets can't even practice. They, they can't even uh, fly supersonic this side of the, of the uh, Sierra Nevadas because of fear that it might trigger an earthquake. So they do all the supersonic flight, you know, I think over Area 51, that side of Nevada, like north, you know. They go Mach 2, Mach 3, and all that shit, you know. Here they don't, they, they can't do that here because for that fear that, you know. But yet you have these things in our airspace right now that are just doing whatever they want. We can't even approach them. We can't even stop them. And it's defined everything I studied. Everything I studied, Newtonian physics and, you know, differential equations and all that. Throw that, throw that book in the in the garbage can because it doesn't apply. It doesn't apply. You know, these things are way advanced. What they are, I don't know. You know, there's, there's so many crazy, interesting <coughs> ideas, you know. And I don't mean crazy, crazy, but somebody said, hey, that is actually us. Not us right now. Sure, but us. But us, us in the future. Exactly. I've heard that yes, before. Right before, huh? Because yeah. that's when time travel becomes possible. They you can't go back to before when you Yes. I'm and and the idea that. is that, hey, we're approaching, you know, midnight with the nuclear clock. Sure. Like, we're like four minutes uh, to, to, to disaster. We're very close, right? Or even seconds, maybe. I think the clock just moved up even more now. And the idea, one of the theories I heard, at least, is that, you know, some, someone's here to warn us, to say, don't do it, you know? And 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 not just us. I mean, it, this apparently is happening. Well, there's been in, like the confirmed case where they turned off the nuclear silos yes, and did all that yeah. stuff. Like when they were running, yeah, Maelstrom turned, uh, Air Force Base. Yeah, where they That's a documented everything. case. Yeah, this is not. I'll yeah. tell you one of the best things. Do you know what was, that is? No, no. no. Well, what is that? So, so this happened in the in the in the '60s, late '60s, I think, at Maelstrom Air Force Base, uh, where there was a UFO sighting right over the base, and next thing you know, all the nukes that were unready on standby. Because they keep them on standby because of the Cold War, remember? Mm-hmm. They all shut off. They all they all went on, offline one by one. And it wasn't like electrical. It wasn't computer. It was nothing. They were being turned off. They were being turned off. Now, there's a similar case in Russia where the opposite happened. They were turned on. And they were getting ready to launch. And they were freaking out. They were like, because, you know, they're, they're already preset to hit L.A. and Washington and whatever, yeah. you know. So they're freaking out. And they, I'm, I'm sure they picked up the bat phone and called President Whoever, whatever year that was, and said, "Hey, it's not us. We don't know what's going on." You know, it's like, and then it stopped. But it was enough to scare them. It was enough to scare us. You know, crazy thing was, we just had that congressional, the first congressional hearing uh, a couple weeks ago about these UAPs, UFOs, you know, sightings and all that, right? And the two gentlemen, like the highest ranking in the military, right, were there to answer questions in front of a panel, right, of, of senators and, and, and congressmen and all that, right, and. And one of them asked them about that very the very case about the Maelstrom Air Force Base case about when the nuclear weapons were turned off, right? And they were like, "Yeah, we have a uh, we have no knowledge of this, uh, and we we, we don't, we're not we're not looking at external uh, documentation, or whatever." And the whole thing was, I mean, I think everybody laughed because they did not realize that that incident came from the Pentagon. That report came from the Pentagon. This wasn't somebody reporting like right. from the outside. That came from the inside. Yeah. So the fact that they're not ready yet, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't know the full story, you know? I you mean, know. and that's the, because 
whatever you know for sure, whatever they know right. for sure, they have way more questions than answers. Like there's not, they don't have whatever, if they presented to you what they know with an absolute facts, right. the questions that you would immediately have, they don't have answers for. Right. They don't have answers for any of it. So it's like, I can't tell you this shit right. because I know what you're going to want to know. I know what you're going to ask yep. and we don't fucking know. Like, yep. So I, and that, the uncertainty of all that is what drives people crazy. Yeah. They start losing their minds yep. is, oh, no, we don't know. Right. Like, fucking, sorry. And, and I'll be honest with you. This is something that, uh, that uh, you know, people would see. Oh, I saw something. I'm like, oh, cool. That's cute. You know, I'm like, I never, I never, I saw something once, but nothing that close enough, right? It's, yeah. It's some little dot in the sky moving. And it wasn't until, like, you know, whatever it was, five years ago. No, 2016. So it's we're now eight years ago now. It was the election when when it was a Clinton, Hillary Clinton versus Trump. Do you guys remember what happened during that? Mm-mm. This is the best story ever, man. And it, it, this is documented in the in a book called In Plain Sight. It's an Australian investigative reporter. His name is Ross Colthart, I believe. Uh, he wrote this book and he details the ex- how this all went down. This is wild. During that. We're one month away from the election, right? We're in October. The election's November, whatever it was, right? Presidential. We're in October. And a Russian hacker, right, went on, dumped the whole WikiLeaks, right? And spilled the beans on on, uh, on uh, Clinton's, um, her game plan, yeah. right? And her, her campaign manager, John Podesta, at the time, her plan, right? And all these emails came out, right? Along with the emails came out this bunch of emails from this punk ass kid that we know Tom DeLong from Blink-182 yeah were in those emails emails to generals emails to John Podesta emails to high ranking CIA government officials right he was talking about this before he was saying yeah I'm in touch but I can't talk about it yeah, yeah there's, the, there's the impending war coming from the sky like it's gonna get bad but we, I can't talk about it you know and everybody's like, this guy's fucking crazy, right? He's a punk ass kid. If he just quit the band, he just quit Blink 182 and to pursue this, and everybody thinks he's, he's crazy. crazy person. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's a hundred percent credible. Hundred percent credible, because he did meet with these high ranking people, and they, <clears throat> the guy, the, the head of Skunk Works, who built our SR seventy one, who built our our B one B two bombers and all that, the stealth. You know, yeah. he, he met with this guy. There's emails. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How crazy is that? So now it makes you wonder, all right, what he said. And, and you know, and he's talking about these diners that they met in, these little airport restaurants that nobody goes to, you know, in the back corner. He's meeting these people. And, you know, some of them won't give them their names. But they're CIA. You know, then later you find out who you find out that it was Lou Elizondo from the CIA and, you know, different, different people. Right. And you realize this is a wild fucking story. But now it makes you wonder what else that sure. he's been talking about is true. He's CIA, bro. Like what do you think who what do you think about Bob Lazar? Legit. Yeah? Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I, I mean like Bob Lazar a lot. Dude. Like our latest episode of the Boo Crew is Jeremy Corbell. Uh, oh no shit! Yeah, we had him on, and uh, we talk about Bob Lazar. His document, he makes docu- Jeremy Corbell makes documentaries, and one of them, this dude Bob Lazar, yep. who has been talking UFO shit for a long time, and supposedly like was working on stuff, and like come, and oh. they've like come out and attacked him, and erased his history. Yeah, and fucking like, but 
I saw, I saw him on Rogan. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, exactly. yes, yeah, exactly. He didn't want to tell a story that he did. He was like very reluctant yes, to yes. talk that day. Dude, watch that movie. It's if you guys are interested, the documentary is currently playing on Tubi. It's free uh, right now. It's uh, it's which one? The Bob Azar. Oh the, yeah, the, yeah, Cor- yeah, the Jeremy Corbell uh, yeah. documentary. Yeah, it's, it's a great documentary. Um, and mind you, he's the reason why we know about Area Fifty One. Right. If it wasn't for Bob Lazar, we would never know about that fucking desert. You know, the thing that they've moved on from right. since, where they go right. do they do right. secret shit somewhere else. else I'm oh, sure it's yeah. a decoy. Yeah, you know? yeah, somewhere in the ocean. Yep. But I recommend definitely checking that out. That's like when you fly, and you look and you see how much nothing <laughs> is out there. Yep. And especially in this, because this country is so fucking big, so and much. there's so much nothing in the middle, and all of it. it's like you could ease there could. There, of course, there could be places out there we would never oh, right. fucking know about. Yep. Like, get out of here! There obviously is. There's one. There was one, right? There was there, was there fucking forever <laughs> there was one right before we knew about it. <laughs> we we're going to Vegas and had no clue. Did we talk about last time the theory of what if there is grays? What the grays are? I no, I don't think we did. Um, because so I don't have time about it. But how like when we we'll go to Mars? Right. Right, right. Like when we go into Mars, we don't go to Mars. We send things to Mars. Like right. we send rovers, we send fucking satellites, we send all so so like these great this is not this is not the thing. This was sent by the thing. Like right. this like that's why they don't have mouths. That's why they don't have these are not meant these are not things. These are uh AI. This right. is fucking an avatar right. for, for whatever whatever actually is the thing because yeah. why would they go? We wouldn't go right if we had the technology to go. So we would send fucking whatever probes and stuff. Right. We would not go. And that's, one of, and, that's, and that's one of the theories of what's going on right now up there. Because if you look at the shape that's that some of the sightings, it's tic tac. Think yeah. about it. It's a tic tac. I mean, forty foot wa- 40, 40 foot long tic tac. No windows. No propulsion. No wings. No nothing, just a white fucking thing out there that's defying every law of gravity and accelerating from zero to 60,000 miles per hour in a second and just disappearing or reappearing. And I mean, th- you think about that. And so is there, is there, uh, is, there an, is there an occupant inside? Right. Maybe not. Maybe it's a drone. Right. Maybe, you know, from something else. But what scares me is not just that it's defying what we see, Right. But if it's being controlled from somewhere far away, that means that they also are violating another crazy law of physics, you know, of instantaneous information beyond the speed of light. Way so, beyond. Way beyond. So somebody has a controller joystick and is saying, hey, let's mess with these fighter groups and, and, and you know, uh, sailors and, and marines out there in the ocean. I mean, that's pretty so wild. Now, and so when we start adding... If you add time as the fourth dimension, does that make more sense of where these be able, they're being able to control time as a, as how we could control, you know, other like it's moving and we don't understand how this is happening, but it's happening just through the elements that we already have here, but they just can just, um, I can't. Talk. So no, no, you're on to something. They can you're, manipulate. They can manipulate time. Well, you're on to something that's very, very important. Is that space time is intertwined together, right? So they're able to warp space, and because so they're warping time, so they're able to probably go longer distances in the. Like it's not propulsion. Exactly. It's the manipulation yeah. of space time. They're pulling 
space in front of them towards them instead of traveling to it. Sure, being able to manipulate gravity and space. Exactly. Like Woo! Oh, that's great. Pulling it towards them. We're not going through it. We're pulling it fucking yes. past us. Yeah. Ugh. And an interesting, uh, you know, the whole thing with Bob Lazar is when he was reverse engineering these things at Area 51, you know, he, he was working with element 115. Right. If you look at the periodic table of elements, right? 115 did not exist back then, right? It just came into existence a few years ago because we finally made it in the lab. And when you make something like in the lab, it has a half-life of like 10 million seconds. 10 millionth of a second. So you create it, you can detect it, gone. That's it. That, that's, that's the best as we, we come, right? But he probably worked with kilograms of this stuff, right? Which powered these UFOs that he worked on back in the 80s, right? So the question is, where did it come from? Now, if you look at the origin of the universe, right? One of the theories, because they, they can prove, you can point a telescope into deep space, right? And you could say, well, this part of space, we see nickel, we see iron, we see oxygen, carbon, nitrogen, phosphorus, helium, but nothing beyond. We don't see cobalt, we don't see tungsten, we don't see mercury, we don't see heavy metals, right? We only see lighter metals. So one of the great theories of the Big Bang is that when the Big Bang happened, right, it gave us only maybe up to element, uh, up to iron. Probably had up to iron, that's it. The universe had up to iron. So we had all those elements up to iron. We had nitrogen, phosphorus, hydrogen, helium, up to iron, that's it. Anything beyond that we did not have. So the question is, where do the other elements come from? So in space, we have these stars that burn out, right? They become super giants and black dwarfs and supernovas, and they blow up, right? They blow up with such a force that it's, the energy is even greater than the Big Bang because you have something else in the way. It's blowing up next to it. Sure, there was so, nothing before. Now there's something. Now there's something in the way, and it's fusing all these atoms, all these neutrons, electrons. Now it's creating new elements. So that's how we have gold and silver and platinum and uranium in existence because we mine uranium on earth you know the question is is there a planetary system a part of the universe where element 115 is stable plentiful, right? and plentiful sure and is that where they got it from and they just mine that shit like we mine uranium here in a cave and then built the craft like, yeah, they're like, oh, you don't have this? Like, oh, <laughs> exactly. man, like, you fucked up. Exactly. Like, like, if you had this, you right. guys would be... Sucks to be okay. you. Come yeah, on, yeah, bro. yeah. You know what, man? This is why K-Rock sucks, because you no longer work there, genius. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. These are the kind of... I mean, not even this deep, Leo, but we would stay after hours and talk, and you were, you know, you were still... I don't know what you were doing there anymore now, bro. That could have been your cover as well. But I'm telling you right now, <laughs> he, 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 hey, he left, it's and it CIA went to cover. shit. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Weatherly, Leo's here, bro. He can save you. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Yeah, because you know what? You have this guy. I mean, when I started working there, I go in there and, um, you know, say hi to Leo. He comes in after hours. And then I would start, I was staying after hours for a little bit. I don't know even why. And we just sat down and just, hey, Leo, what's up, bro? And started talking to him. And then, you know, I just, like, I've been sitting here the whole time just listening to what he's saying, and he just has so much to say and all this, you know, crazy-ass shit he's telling us and stuff that I've never heard or, or even ideas that I've never even thought of. But, I mean, those were, like, awesome-ass times, bro. They were. They were. And, you know, and that's, that's why I always tell people, like, hey, my time in radio, the best times for me in radio because of my friends. My friends that I sat down with after hours yeah. and broke bread or shared some drinks or 
chatted till midnight or on a Sunday morning or whatever, you know? Yeah, we're there and it's because, like midnight. Oh shit, yeah. it's time to go. Right. And it's like, you know, fuck. It's, it's, it's because of that, not because of, hey, look where I work. This is cool. I fucking see rock stars and concerts and celebrities all the time. Who cares? But, dude, you know? all this just we just came from your fucking movie you're going to make. You know what I'm saying? But um, so, so you were saying that there's something out there. We don't know. Like you guys were saying, it could be us from the future coming back. And we've heard that on Coast to Coast before. Right. Like them coming back and right. trying to warn us of what we're going to do to ourselves or, you know, that, that middle part. John Connor. Yeah. yeah. But it, they, there was a name to the guy, remember? They had an actual guy. The that time they, traveler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the time traveler. Markham, Madman Markham. Yeah. And they and I remember listening to a coast to coast where they actually went and found the kid that he was supposed to be. Right. And they actually interviewed him, but through a lawyer, because they, and they didn't want to affect the kid's right. life in general. Yep. But they interviewed the guy through the lawyer, and it was crazy. It man. makes you wonder, like, is that story real? Yeah. You know, whether or not it was entertaining, right? Oh, entertaining but as hell. That's the most important part. But yeah, yeah, yeah for know? sure. And that's that's how I see all this. I, I see it as entertaining, but now, now that it's reality, it's like. Now I'm rethinking all the science that I know. Sure. And now it, it bothers me. I, I can't. I can't sleep at night. One of the fun, funnest things to me lately in like entertainment, especially movies, has been the introduction of the multiverse mm-hmm. and how not only is it in the the premise for a bunch of movies, but now they don't even take the time to explain the concept because they assume you know that everybody yeah. that everybody grasps what what this is. Right. When ten years ago that wasn't even something if you told people like there's a multiverse man. Right. We're in a bubble that's right next to a bunch of other bubbles and, right. and they're fucking popping all the time. Like you're a fucking crazy person, you know? Yeah. And now it's just accepted as, yeah, this is not only a possibility, but a probability right, that right. we exist in a fucking yeah. a universe of unlimited potential and possibilities. And there, I mean, there, and, and there's possible proof of that. For example, uh, when I took chemistry in high school, they, you know, they show you a circle and they're like, here's the center, here's the nucleus, and here's, here's the electron that goes around the nucleus, right? I'm like, okay, cool. You get to college and it was like, in college it's like, all we want you to understand is that the electron can be here, there, well, I was gonna get into this right everywhere yes. at the same time and nowhere. Okay? Now my, now my brain's like a little bit melting. I'm, I'm like, now I'm disturbed. I'm like, fuck, here we go. Now we get to today where we have the birth of, we, we have the birth of quantum computers. Yeah. Okay? So the computers that are running this podcast, our iPhones, our iPads are based on ones and zeros, right? Yes or no? Black or white? You get one, zero, one, zero, one, zero, one, zero, one. Now, a quantum computer has a zero, one, and a state in between, a super state that can be both. Okay? Superposition. Superposition, they call it. Right? And, and they're not even bits or, or, you know, ones and zeros. They're called qubits. Okay? Now, it, it, it can do some simple things, right? It can factor 21. It can tell you seven times three is 21. Like, big deal. But the behavior of how it gets the answer, right? The particle leaves this universe into an, disappears and gets the answer and brings it back. And you're like, what the fuck? You know, now you're talking about, you know, multidimensional, sure. you know, like, like, you're, like you mentioned, you know, analysis from a computer. And they're saying when you scale that up and we stabilize it and we can actually use it at home for work and all that, that it can break any password. Any password, you can have a password that has 20 million characters, it'll break the password in five seconds. 
So either it's going to make things very secure, it's going to make things chaos, because, you know, passwords are going to be something new. It's going to be fingerprints, eye, sure. it's going to be a whole combination of things, no longer words and numbers and letters, you know? A thought. You have a to thought. think a thing and yeah. yeah. I mean, so I don't know how many years off we are to that technology. I don't know if we're going to get it soon, but it's, it's already it's showing, it's showing behaviors it's that it's working in multiple dimensions. And I'm like, how is that even possible? Well, because you, the electron, because the parts of the atoms are doing the math and science for you. And they don't stay here. They like to disappear. And they're gone. And then they come back into existence again here. And you're like, okay. <laughs> you know? so I was reading something the other day about quantum physics. And see if I understand this is what they were, basically what they were saying is that our world does not exist if we're not observing it, like that, that none of it exists, like how a video game, how if you're looking over here on a video game, none of this is rendered, like it's all gone. Then as you turn, then it starts rendering all of these things, right. that that is how the universe works, that none outside observation, it, it can't exist without observation. <laughs> See, right? That's, 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 that's pretty deep. That's, it, 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 that goes back to the classic, if, if, if a tree falls, then you don't, right, that's the right. same exact shit. Right. There you go. Right. Like that, our our world it doesn't exist outside of our observation of yep. it, which is which is why which is why they're superposition because everything's everywhere and nowhere until we fucking look at it. Right. Ah! Like, <laughs> man, science, <laughs> dude, it's it's so fucked up that the 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 further in you go the less things make sense of not, the more, not the more th- like right. you would think like oh as you get down like oh it makes more and more sense like right. oh we're building these these tiny building blocks build right. these other things that build these other things and it gets bigger but no the, the further you go in the less it fucking makes sense yeah well you know when i when i i really wanted to pursue graduate school and in astrobiology and i wanted to study the origins of life and in what they call abiotic systems right chemicals and stuff before they formed life, before they formed amino acids and proteins and all that, right? Out there in space, right? Like how did it all come together, right? How did it all come together? And when you study that and you study entropy and you study how, how the universe works, right? We're in a state where, we're in a state of entropy where we go from order to disorder at all times, right? The universe is increasing at a fast rate. We're moving along with it. We're expanding and chaos is just, Everything's expanding. Everything's going to disorder. That's the natural state of the universe. But then you have self-assembly. Then you have these little molecules that came together. It had to, they had to self-assemble to form the first amino acids. You know, to form the first backbones, pieces of DNA and proteins and all that. So how do you go from chaos to like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let's come, let's come together, have a little party here, you know? So it's very, it's very complicated, very interesting. But there's people that have some really cool research and theories of how that all came together to eventually give us life. Whether we were planted here from something else, or you know, whether we, whether we just some rock hit us and some that rock landed here into some pond in the middle of the Amazon, and eventually we crawled out of it. You know, 400 million years later. You know, or I mean, wh- whichever the theory is, but. Like you said, it's, it's complexity. It's complex chaos, disorder. But within that, when you look at it carefully, there's things that want to 
unionize. Sure. <laughs> they want to come together. They want to form complex, you know, structures and things. When chaos, you're chaos, like everything's being tried. Right. When there's absolute chaos, that means that all kinds of crazy combinations are going to be going on, and eventually those fucking those things lock. Maybe we're the Australia of uh, of the other uh, dimensions, or the whatever. Florida, the, the Florida, the Australia, all of those. Yeah, they just threw us right. here, you know what I'm saying, and let yeah. us be, but they come and check. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's for sure that's. There's, know, I mean, there's you know, there's that. There, whatever's going on up there, and then there's places like Skinwalker Ranch, which my theory is, I think it's a crash site. I think I think there's something in that rock buried that could have been there a million years that's still harnessing energy, you know. And the the, the local natives, you know, they're pointing out interesting pieces of that location. They're like, "There's a spiral here," you know. What does that mean? That's that's a sign of interdimensional, you know, crossing over. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen the, what's his name the the movie. And the guy that does the spirals from Marvel. Oh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's, I mean, there's weird things like Isn't that. Isn't that what he does to, to get into yeah, the right, dimensions? Movements, yeah. right? I mean, you know. but, they get it from somewhere. And aren't those movies made to, like, uh, sort of like, you know, program us? Not program us, but, like, you know, get us used to the concept of those type of things that they already know. Right. It can't, because, like you said, the ideas came from somewhere, right? Sure, it's science fiction, fun, Marvel comics, you know, DC, whatever. But the ideas came from somewhere, of right. course. And it makes you wonder, you know, is it real? Is there something else out there that's inches away from us that we can't get to because we don't know how? But it's there. And if you find the portal, you can get there. Right, we don't have the cable, but like in contact. Right. With Jody Foster falls through the thing. Right. Yeah, and then if you get there, you don't know if your face is going to melt, your brain's going to explode. There you go. Or if you're going to come back. And I really like there you the, go. And, uh, the example I like to give. You see those videos where the people, the colorblind people put on the glasses and they see color for the first time and they fucking lose their minds. Yes, yes. Like, I really think, I, I don't think it's glasses, but I really think there's a prism that can be twisted, a spectrum that changes, and we see, it's like, and questions, it's like, oh, like, the, we couldn't possibly have the answers for them because we can't see right. this thing that's right in front of us that would that would explain everything. And it's right. like, oh, shit, now I understand, you know, but, we can't see. We can't see those colors. That you know, and I think of uh, people that the you know the what is it called the uh, is it EC five is it EC what is it called EC five no yeah. CE five CE five the close encounter five oh, oh did you hear about that no people go out to the desert this, this, this I can't remember the, I mean I know the guy's name I'm not gonna mention his name um, you mentioned a lot of names I had to already, <laughs> yeah but this guy's making money off he's profiteering you know I, oh okay yeah, sure. Um, but that whole thing, it's like, hey, let's go to ayahuasca out in the desert and let's go summon these things come down, right? I'm like, okay. Was it real? So my, my science mind always says, well, what's the control? How do we control for that, right? Sure. We already have the vision of the greys since we were kids. Yeah. Whatever Marvin the Martian, whatever Looney Tunes you watch, whatever, you know, Independence Day, whatever you watch, you have the vision of what they look like right so now all these things of monsters and creatures and behavior already pre-programmed and now you're just interacting with some hallucinogenic right and you think you traveled this far distances and you met god and you know you come back enlightened right oh. well, i think you came back enlightened because the drug not because of you actually met god and the zeta reticulize and all that you know what i'm saying 
the drug did something to your brain. It, it permanently adjusted your brain somehow for the for the better, or the worse. And most people say for the better. Right? Yeah. Okay. How would I control that experiment? Right. I would need to have somebody born who's never been exposed to pop culture. Sure. Never watched TV movies or stories or anything. Right. Grew up to a certain age. Let's say let's say twenty years old to do this same experiment. Right. Now. They do the drugs and they have the same experience and they come back and say, yeah, I met this gray looking thing, had big eyes and all that. I'd be impressed. That would impress me. That would say, okay, I don't, I don't know what you experience, you know, but it's interesting. You have the same experience as somebody else who has pre-programmed. Sure. You know, in their mind. So my experience doing ayahuasca. I was going to say. Oh shit, you did. Oh, I've been the Peru twice to do ayahuasca. So... The first time I go down there, I don't. I go, I go in with not a lot of knowledge. I felt like the jungle. I was being called. I was being called oh, to the wow. jungle. That's how I. Because I heard about. I heard about on Rogan. I heard about other places, and I felt it was. Just, it was something I couldn't get out of my fucking head. I. I knew I needed. It's so much to the point when I got to Peru, I stood on the the like the tarmac. And it was like, okay, I'm here. Like what? 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 You know? Like what? Right. What do you? What? What do you want? So. I do. We go. We do. We do the four ceremonies, and I meet, a, you know, a being. A fucking, it's this beautiful woman, and we fucking have all kinds of experiences, and blah blah blah, all this stuff. So, and that's, and I don't really talk about her, you know, and I don't know. And so then I come back, and then two years later, I go back, but to a different, to a different like uh, center, you know. Right. And I walk in, and there's a painting on the wall of this woman, and it's her, and I go, "Who's that?" You know, like, like who? And they're like, that's her, you know, like, that's the mother, that's the, the spirit, the mother of all this shit. And I was like, I've met, like, I've met her. And it was, and, but I had no real knowledge of that this was a possibility that right. you were going to go meet this deity that was a, a woman, a, an incredible, like, and I did. And then when I saw, I was like, who? So I, I. And I've thought that about that a lot about prior influence and like how you know and I don't I don't really think I would like I met her she's fucking rad. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this though: Did you come back enlightened, changed? Did you yeah, come back a changed I died. person? I died there and came. What, what, the, the thing that I went there as a different thing came back. See that's that's what impresses me about this. Like it's not something I would ever do, but when you could even read. Uh, Steve Jobs' autobiography, you know, one of, one of those books, right? He, ta- he even he called out um, Bill Gates. He's like, Bill, he goes, dude, you should have really dropped acid with, with me and mushrooms. <laughs> like, really, like, it would have opened your mind to new ideas because you were so square. You were so just all Bill writing Gates. DOS and all that yeah, shit. You you're know? so like, Bill Gates, yeah, man. <laughs> you would you would have probably had the iPhone or the iPad or wild touch technology and all that, you know, before me, you know? So I'm like, that's really, I, I laughed when I read that chapter. I laughed, you know, I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny, you know? But, what I'm hearing is mostly positive that people come back and they come back changed, you know? And I'm like, if that changed you, you know, change your life for a pot for the positive, for the better, did great things for you. Then wow. And not all the know. time though. There was a lady that we went down there. She was an older lady from England and she had the, like she, I don't, I don't know if there was too much to process or whatever, but not physically, psychologically, this woman was not, she was not doing well Oof. after like she was, as we felt like, oh, thank God. Like, oh, that was awesome. And she's <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with my life now? Like, like oh. 
not happy about whatever fucking avenue oh, she had man. explored at all. And it was like, oh, you know. But, but Leo, too, I, I remember, you remember when I went to uh, Mexico City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To visit, and it was on that, the, the, the Virgin Mary's birthday right. and the whole night. I mean, I felt like just the energy that everyone had there it hit me like a like a tidal wave, man. I could feel it. It it, it almost brought me to tears, man. Cause and it wasn't. It was just this amazing, like, just energy, dude, of all these people just really believing and and like you know they come from miles on you know on their knees and stuff and and the faith that they have. It, it was just it was something totally different that I never felt before, you know. And then one time when I was in the production office at K Rock, I was sitting with Anastasia, and we were talking. And all of a sudden, I just, I don't know what happened, but we're just looking at each other. And then, um, uh, what's his name comes in from the morning show? Uh, not Dave, but um, Christine. Omar. Omar. And he's like, oh, shit, what's going on over there? I don't know. It was this energy that we were, that just, we just stopped talking and we're right. just looking at each other. It was this crazy fucking energy, dude. And I've never felt that again either. Um You know, I don't know, man. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, you got to witness, a lot of people have not seen uh, what, what, what is Juan Diego's shroud, right? What he was wearing, mm-hmm. right? Which is the imprint that was left when he carried the roses mm-hmm. up to, what is it, Tepeyac, Mount Tepeyac? Yeah. When, he, when he carried the as instructed, right, by the Virgin Mary. And when the roses fell, her, basically her imprint, her, her, image. her image was imprinted on his, you know, on, on what he was wearing. And that's what you see hanging in the church. And when you look at it, it's very impressive. Because yeah. you're like, that's a fucking painting. You know, why you know like what? But it's a miracle. You know, it's 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 proof of a miracle. And it's it's gonna harness energy. Yeah. Good positive energy. The, those that seek it, those that are looking for, you know, healing or redemption or love and you know, a new you know, a new fa- new beginning or whatever, you know, they Absorb. They they they, get, they just get that energy. They get that feel. You know. So it's like I'm not surprised. I've I've, I've not seen it yet. I want to someday. You know, uh, much like uh, the other relics, like uh, the Shroud of Turin in, in Torino, Italy. You know, it's the same thing. It's like the they, they think it's the uh, the sheet that was covering, uh, you know, Christ Jesus when he when he was after his crucifixion he was buried. Mm-hmm. You know, and his imprint was left there. You know, and they, the scientists keep carbon dating it. And just recently again, they said, nope, it's Actually, from that time period. <laughs> like, you know? nope, it is. Because before they were saying, oh, it's off by 2,000, by whatever, 300 years, whatever. Now, now they're going back, like, no, it's actually back to the, you know. So things like that, you know, I haven't seen one up close and personal, but, you know, when, when you have that belief, that faith, but you're also looking for answers, yeah. and you're looking for hope, and, I mean, you get it. Like, the energy's there, sure. you, you know, and, and that, I mean, you can't explain that. You can't quantify that, you know, but but I believe it. You know, I mean, I, I believe it because he's not the only one. Like you sure. Said, no. Yeah, how yeah. many were lined up? Oh, I mean, and, it was miles. You know, miles. And people miles. feel that. People feel yeah. that, you know. People come from all over the world. I mean, there was, I mean, I was standing outside and there was people from Germany, Japan. I mean, every, every, every corner of the earth. Not only that, but every corner of Mexico, like they come in droves, man. And there's a mile. I went back the next day to mass there and people were still coming in on their knees people were still coming you know begging for their children to be healed of whatever it was um it's it's crazy man and like you said i mean sometimes we are looking for something we are trying to find an answer or and i'll tell you this like johnny said 
When I went there, I went for a purpose, to get an answer that I needed answered. And when I came home, it was answered in right when I got here, right when I landed here. Boom. That's amazing. It, 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 was, it, it felt crazy because I was like, oh, man. And then it wasn't the answer that I wanted. <laughs> so it was it just never like, is. Right. It never is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, why, bro? Like, yeah. come on, dude. Have you, but, gone, have you gone back? I haven't. I, I've been meaning to go back. You're, and su- I, you're supposed to. You're supposed to go back and say thanks. Oh, well, you didn't fucking go no, back. I'm gonna have, well, now I have to go because I also want to go to Vicente uh, Juan de los Lagos. I want to go there as well. Right. Uh, there's a lot of those places like that, man, that, you know, especially in Mexico, oh, they're really, course. you know, heavily uh, into the, yeah. you know, the Virgin Mary. Yeah, you, know, you know, what's interesting about the Virgin Mary is uh, when you look at that in the text, in the context of demonology and demonic possession and all that, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation with priests about that. When people are seeing things and having bad things happen in their homes, whether because it was free will, because they invited things in, or playing with things they should not have played with, or just completely in, involved some, you know, in, into the occult or whatever, you know, yeah. things are happening. It was. It's interesting that one. I heard of this numerous times already. That the most powerful prayer is hers. Do you know why? Because she is absolute pure. She lived without sin, and 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 every demon, everybody is scared of her. They go running from her. Damn, good to know. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> it's crazy because my godson was trying to get a um, Ouija board because he saw it on uh, TikTok. It's like, oh, I want to get one. Of God damn you, TikTok! It's just a game, and I was like, bro, it's not a game. that's not a game. <laughs> it's not a game, dude. That is not just my a grandma. Game. My dad's mom used to do up table where they fucking sit and oh like, no, and she used to know like all kinds of shit about my dad. That's my dad's my mom's story that she used to know. I'm like, this is the mom. I was like, she's just hiding behind this because she because you guys are dumb kids. She did, but they swear behind it, and I was like, you guys are playing with real shit. Yes, yeah. Yeah, even if nothing happens shit. in that moment. Sure. You're playing with something. And you're inviting. You're inviting, you're inviting this yes. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. the fuck Because you a... have no control over what. You may open something. Right. But you have no control. That's like I like to talk about fucking Chuyu Chaki again. So when I was in Peru in the jungle, there was one of these dudes who's telling me about all the jungle legends that he knows, you know. And one of them was about a dude named Chuyu Chaki. And Chuyu Chaki's a trickster. He's also a shapeshifter. Yeah. So you see him like out in the jungle and it could look like, you know, your mom or fucking whoever. But one of his feet doesn't change that's how you know that's how you know this is him you know and what he does in the jungle he's so you know when you're doing something bad and you think fucking that's true you're chalky that's he's fucking he's 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 watching you when you're doing bad and he's a trickster and but he's also he helps the animals in the fucking he's like uh controls the force but if he decides he doesn't like you you fuck it you have to go into the jungle you have to eat a special diet and you fight him in your dreams for nine months Oh, and then, but that he could defeat you. That just because you're fighting, it was not a guarantee that you will win. Right. But then, if you beat him in this, and when you fight him in your dreams, after that, he becomes your ally and helps you in the jungle, like to whatever it is that you need out there. Like that, after you defeat him, he becomes your, he becomes your, your, your pal. And I don't like talking about him because I don't want to go fight him in my dreams for nine months. You know what I mean? I don't like fucking bringing it up because right. I think only negative things can come. 
out of fucking talking about fucking Chewy Chalky. Yeah. But this dude. But and we would have to miss you for nine months I would be, on the West Coast. Yeah, I would, I would come in live on Skype every week with my yeah. phone. Fucking live from the jungle. It's like, I'm getting ready to go to sleep right now. Uh, last <laughs> night's battle was pretty rough. I don't feel like I won. Uh, we got, I'm going to go. I loaded back up, ate some fucking plantains. I'm going back in. For, uh, to, Here, to win right now. Here's a question I have, Leo. You said that we were possibly made from all these things coming together, correct? Mm-hmm. What is the... Here's my here's the question I have then. What is the spirit made out of? Because if we're calling spirits, they really exist. So what is the spirit made from? If our bodies are made from all these things, what is that thing made of that exists? I think the idea is that it's, it's energy, you know? Even if... if you, and I, I mean, I don't pay... T- you know, of course... When you say, hey, your guardian angel, mm-hmm. what does your guardian angel look like? What, what do you picture? Uh, I think the angel that we've always been, that we've grown up with, you know, the picture of the wings. wings and the right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is never described. That was never described in any of the books, apparently. Apparently, the angel is described as light, like balls of light, light, light balls of energy. And when they want to reveal themselves to you, you do see them. And you do see them as somebody maybe beautiful, you know, or like peaceful, you know. Um, like when you see, like when you look at these demonic uh, possession cases, right? At the very end, a lot of these cases, and uh, the the most famous one of the most, fa- the most famous case of Roland Doe, which the movie is based on, the nineteen forty nine case of Roland Doe was the kid that the movie The Exorcist is based on in St. Louis. When that fight was over, he claims he saw, you know, this this guy with long wavy hair dressed in white with a sword, who's Who's the one angel? Who's the archangel that's depicted with a sword? Yeah. Saint Michael. Yeah, you know, and 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 that comes up over and over again. These are people who have no religious background; they have no knowledge, and they, and they keep seeing, you know, he was he was white, he was peaceful, and he had a sword. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's that's interesting, you know that. But whether it's an entity or a ghost, whatever, that's why people, you know, they see these orbs, right? They're like, what these orbs, you know, whether they materialize quickly disappear or linger or follow you or attack you whatever i don't know i mean if they're malevolent if they're bad you know that's probably the energy of something like a trickster you know like something that's there to oppress you oppress you to make your life miserable because you let it in or because your place is haunted maybe simple as that you know bad energy your house is on a you know burial ground or something you know um but it can also be angelic you know, at the same time, but you will know apparently when it's angelic because it won't be a trick. Like you will know, like they will confirm and show you that, Hey, I'm here not to cause you any harm. You will feel at peace. You will be okay. I haven't had those experiences. I don't know, but it's interesting when I read those accounts. Yeah. That's all when I went to Peru and I saw, I asked cause she's fucking, you know, but gorgeous, but I can't like look at her. Like, when you try to look straight on, it's like looking to infinity. You can't you fucking can't see, see. But looking at a, like, peripheral, you can yeah. see that this is fucking, this is a beautiful woman. But, wow. And I asked her, I said, is this what you look like, or is this what you look like to me? You know? And she was like, is a beautiful right. woman the most effective way to communicate with you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. Yes, it is. She was like, then don't worry about it. Like, like what, what are you, what are you, but this, but so, I get that. God, that's so you interesting. seeing wild shit out there and we are the beautiful woman every <laughs> tuesday night it's the west coast pop lock podcast coming to you on twitch on facebook 
on Spotify. YouTube, on Spotify, on iTunes, powered oh. by my Grito. And also you can catch us Wednesdays at 8 a.m., 4 p.m. on the local music experience, a free app. You download it, you can listen to us, and then you listen to Mario. You'll be an asshole on Woo! Thursdays and Fridays. It's what I do, baby. It's what I do. <laughs> I want to say what's up to all the chat. We got uh, Jose. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you live in Joseph Eagle Rock, Rojas. Leo? He's like, hey, Rojas. Leo from uh, Eagle Rock. And then Stacy <laughs> Levine out there in Texas. You remember her, Leo. She used to hang out with us. Great voice. Beautiful Oh, that's voice. awesome. Stacy. yeah. She's Beautiful incredible, voice, man. man. God, that girl can play. She can yeah. sing. She's amazing. Yeah. If she ever comes down, uh, if she's ever in uh, California, we'll try to have her on the podcast. She's a, a, a beautiful voice. Yes. Uh, great artist, great talent, you know, but out there uh, being a mom in Texas. That's amazing. Leo, this is, there's not enough time, man. I mean, we have to bring Leo back because we went to the boo stuff. And now we got into this whole science and, and creation, <laughs> and I mean, we definitely have to have you back again for a yeah. third one, and we'll stay away from the boo stuff, and we'll get straight <laughs> into science. And if casual Carl wants to come here and challenging, challenge get you, get here. in here, Carl. <laughs> Where you at, bro? I, I can't wait to see Carl get shut down with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a great time with Carl. You also know Carl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And all he's those he's a great guy. Uh, well, but definitely, man. Yeah, totally appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. This is always yeah. a great time, man. And it's great to be here. Always enjoy the conversations. Appreciate it. Hopefully, you can stimulate some minds out there, you know? And, and when is your, uh, when does the Boo Crew come out? Is it, is it, yeah, always... our podcast uh, is available everywhere, you know, we iTunes and Spotify and everywhere. Uh, usually, episodes drop on Tuesdays. Okay. But sometimes we get so busy, we have two, three, four episodes a week because. There's a lot of horror stuff out yeah. there, you know, yeah. a lot of writers and directors and news and just stuff coming out. Um, Any awesome guests that you're going to have up coming up? Uh, nothing in the pipeline yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had some really cool re- uh, releases. We just had Robert England, Freddy Krueger. He's Hell in yeah. Stranger uh, Things Season 4. Nice. So if you guys are watching that, then you, you know his character. Yeah. Can't wait. Oh, we can get there. He's fun, man. He's Woo. fun. And we just had Jeremy Corbell. Nice. And uh, it's great because he was mentored by George Knapp and, mm-hmm. you know, George Stephen Knapp, Knapp, yeah. yeah. The guy's legit. Yeah, I mean, George Knapp is, you know. So you got me into George that, Knapp is the king. Yeah. From the conversations we had at K Rock, man, you got yeah. me into like coast to coast. Yeah. And, and then I would go in, in on the way home because it was so late when I left. Coast to coast would come on. And there'd be, you know, Exorcist or Aliens. I right. mean, honestly, when I leave here, every time coast to coast man <laughs> right. <laughs> right but yeah it's good times man uh you know and, and of course our show's expanding to television so we'll be on broku pluto tv just a bunch of stuff um but for now catch us on the podcast and we'll definitely right. have you back in man thank you thank so thank much you. thank you guys amazing bro thank you goodbye Number one live show in the world, West Coast Pop Lock Podcast. Coming to you from Big Studios in Compton, California. Featuring radio personality Super Steve Flores. Comedian extraordinaire, that dude Johnny C. And Mr. I'll do anything for a buck, Mario 81. So throw your dubs in the air and let's get ready to pop lock.